0: Cliff Central revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Made Sessions with Cliffcentral.com. My name is Mbalin Germane, and it's really good to be here. So, our guest today is Simpiwe N'Tetwa. She is not only a listener of the Made Sessions, she's also a producer here at Cliffcentral.com, as well as a content creator in her own right. So, for those of you who are new to The Mate Sessions, or maybe even listening for the very first time, or even those of you who've been listening from the very beginning, we thank you. But we thought that we'd bring her in to give you all a fresh perspective on our content. In addition, for those of you who love the growing medium of podcasting, as listeners or perhaps as potential podcasters yourselves, I wanted to talk to her about the gaps and opportunities in South African storytelling.
1: Hello, hello! Thanks for joining me, lovely. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? How you I'm, doing? I'm good. At you. Uh, thanks for the title. You know, like producer. Wow. Oh my God! No, it was such an
0: understatement. No, it was so modest. Uh, you are the resident expert today. I know nothing. <laughs>
1: I'm, okay. um, I'm flattered. School uh, is in. Um, yo, that's, the, that's quite like big shoes that <laughs> you're like putting like the pressure, the, hey? Those are your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try, sound smart and, uh, hopefully say the right things and, uh, yeah, people learn something. Okay, I hope so too. So let's, let's hit it, now Yes.
0: So tell us, what's been your favorite thing about the maid session so far? Um,
1: it's an authentic conversation. Mm. Um, that a lot of South Africans can relate to. Um, I, I, for one, grew up in a household where we didn't have a helper. Right. Um, you never had a helper? You're one of those. <laughs> yes. I'm purely based How on are that. you alive? <laughs> <laughs> So this is the reason. Um I I live with my grandmother and my sister. Right. So my grandmother stays at home and she was like, There's no need to have a helper. Okay. Okay. I am here okay. and okay. I'll clean and you you are girls as well and mm. therefore you will tidy up after yourself. Sure. And so I grew up in, in that kind of space where my I'd come back home, it's cooked, it's clean, my grand and weekends then we'd take over. And only now in her older years um were we considering getting Helping because right. they're like, okay, no, you can't do the same things that you used to do before. And it's just been so intriguing and so enlightening to, to, to kind of now be in that position where you're like, okay, now we need to screen people, but this is what we want, this is what we don't want because we're also young. Oh. And then also hearing the stories of other people, you know, my friends have had helpers. So mm. when I was around their house, I always felt like they didn't have a helper because we always had to do it <laughs> and clean up the That's funny. Ourselves. That's funny. But when so, did you think? Growing up About this idea Of having a domestic worker If you didn't have one In your own home Um It was pretty chilled Because I think With my friends When I went over To their house The the help would always be like Yeah you guys better yeah, Clean up Tell right? me you She yourself. would boss so, you around <laughs> Yeah so we, We're always I was always like Then why the hell Do you guys have this lady like, <laughs> like, you can ah isn't the whole point for like someone to clean like it's so true i remember that yeah we would make the like the dishes and then like now nah, i have to clean the dishes i'm like ah this is the same thing as being at home like <laughs> ah guys i thought i was on a break um but like now when i look back at it i'm like i'm so thankful that they did that and i'm so thankful that they instilled that like you need to clean after yourself right um and that so do you was feel so like cool. you're
0: better off having never had a helper yeah, because obviously with your grandmother there's boundaries, right? Because part of her role is actually to be your parents mm-hmm. and to teach you self-discipline and how to look after yourself, right? So there's a limit to how much she will do for you and you definitely can't like order her around.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um but it's also been cool in terms of I think trust. Mm. You know, um I think I'm I'm extremely close to my grandmother because you know she would do the laundry And she would be like Zama you can't do this You can't do that And mm-hmm. you're like mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. And then next minute um, She she would say Please move this And then you know where All the the Why she she So my grandmother's a hoarder So she would be like <laughs> Every time we'd clean We'd be like Oh let's throw this out this. she'd be like No there's a story <laughs> behind that So we, we shared a lot of moments together In it's terms lovely. of cleaning In terms of chilling together okay. in terms, So that was was like, it's so interesting, yes. Um, where well, it's been very fun, and like it's we have bonded you, yes. We and and now, in like the older years, it's kind of a bit harder now because my sister, my, my sister, myself, are still quite young. So, to get somebody else to be like, Okay, yeah. this is how we actually like things ironed, yeah. this is how it's hard because we I never had to say right. that to my grandmother, she got it, or she would teach us that no, my darling, this is how you do it things awkward how does it feel sometimes um i mean so I, I think it was a week or two ago um my sister's like she she wants to just uh bring this lady just to see to taste the waters and it was quite weird because she she's very different in the language and we're like there's a, somebody new in the house and mm. it was just very different do you know how to be a boss um, in the household. <laughs> uh, no, I'm the last born. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I still get told what right, to do, right, what not to do. Right. Um, but we're learning that. We're okay. learning how to, to bring somebody from the outside and let them in and say, okay, this is how we like things. Hmm. This is how we place things. Hmm. And also still cleaning up after ourselves. Okay. So then listening to the MAID sessions.
0: What kind of perspective do you feel like it's given you on the process?
1: Oh, it's 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 given me, like, the inside of what some of the helpers have gone through and what right. they think. Um, it's also changed my view on certain things, on people, mm-hmm. you know, um, with uh, Kaya and his tweet that he found his helper in the shower or something mm-hmm. like that. And it was like, wow, OK, like, I don't understand why people are shocked. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and I think one thing about me is that when I was going to high school, I used to take. Uh, a local taxi mm. in the morning. Mm. And that cab ride was always the, the best because it was actually the ladies, um, going to work. Uh, so they'll share secrets. I <laughs> so I was always like, mm, what happened this week? <laughs> and then well, honest, like a first hand maid sessions. Yeah. Oh. So, so they all always share like, ah, I stole this or she did this. And I didn't know who they worked for. So I was just like, I don't care who the names are, but this is entertaining. Mm. And getting to hear that, oh, you know what? This really does happen. And it's not just happening in the East Rand. Jeez. So that was
0: something that those stories you found interesting before there was even a podcast. Yes. That was something you enjoyed.
1: I I, I made sure I was not late for that taxi, That's that seven o'clock taxi. I knew. And it, it just, I thought it was like an East Rand thing. I was like, Oh these ladies But then you listen To the podcast And you're like Oh no This is happening everywhere This is You know Something that South Africans Actually relate to That Mm. "Mm, Yeah she came home Dude that's so cool though Because
0: this is kind of What I want to talk to you about Is like I feel like Sometimes we overproduce South African stories, right? Like in the media or when we podcast, you know, the minute you're given a medium, a television show, a radio show, right? There's a temptation to kind of overproduce when actually a lot of the really good stuff comes out of authentic South African conversations. It's almost, it's almost about being a fly on the wall.
1: Yes. Um, I think sometimes when we, we've watched so much. Um, other content, international mm. content, mm. Uh, European content that we think that when we produce something it needs to be as dramatic as mm. crazy. I mean, if you look at reality shows, um you see that they beating each other and they calling each other bitch and yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and then you, you come to South Africa and we I don't know try what that was but <laughs> <laughs> people get it. But like <laughs> um and you come to South Africa and when they think of reality shows right. the first thing they think that show that oh no all the girls have to be snatched and they right. need to be beat and they ne- and they're forgetting that's not who we are so we that's of not force how we that. yeah, that's not how we talk I don't talk we like that to to my friends
0: right. and, okay so yeah, let me stop you there because I want to get into that later, but more on the sessions. okay so I'm, this is amazing <laughs> to me this was like something that existed in your life before we actually created this show, right, yes. which is fantastic what has most surprised you on the sessions?
1: oh, I think it is the the ambition that some of the ladies you have had yeah i think sometimes i, I i've been very ignorant about domestic workers mm. in terms of they they have dreams um, yeah. and they also want to achieve things in life. And sometimes we just kind of like forget that they're also human and that they also want to be given an opportunity. We always see it as, oh, domestic workup and her child. So I'll help the child, mm, but we never really help the, true, the, huh? the, the, the lady, um, or the lady that works for you. You Dude, never empower it's so her. True. We
0: always think it's over for them. So yes. anyone who wants to intervene is thinking about the child's school yes. fees, the child's
1: future. But never about them. It's yeah. so true. That's so, such like, a good insight. I've I, I think that's been one of the things that I'm like, oh my word. Okay. I, I, I I've I've noticed that this is a problem and mm. hopefully I'll start when when I ever get a helper that I'm not gonna start with saying, Okay, how can I help you and your child? It, let's you know, start
0: with you. That's so true though, and it's also true for the way they think of themselves because it's it actually takes us a while with any lady. On average, to get them to a point where they think about themselves, yes. So they think beyond the family that they work for, and beyond their own children and their fam, their own family, and start to think about themselves as as individuals. Um, And oftentimes, they'll be surprised by questions we ask them about their personal ambitions because it's not something that they apply their mind to either. So, um, yeah, I think that's actually really powerful insight. <laughs> and that, for you to get that out of this is, is incredible. And I hope more people have, too.
1: I, I hope so, too. And I hope that they've gotten more things. But that, I think that's been the one thing no, that's that's stuck out the most. And Strong. I'm just like, ooh, I'm actually also a victim of this. Mm. So let me change my mindset and how I want to pave it forward mm. um, when I do ha- have a helper one so day. So now,
0: I mean, now kind of having a helper in your home… Uh, do you think of her more as an individual? Um,
1: you know, I think it takes it takes time for people to, to, to build uh, a bond with someone. So yeah. I, I I you know, I was brought up in an African household where anybody older than you in a certain age bracket C C. Yeah. Um sure. Ma. Mm. And so I'm still getting to a point where I can call you Ma but mm. still be very like um direct in what I'd like you to do. Yeah. Because it's also hard to be like, Yeah ma, so can you please it's you know right? do this or I don't like you it's doing that. Right? It's very difficult. Um so it's it's learning that. Um I'm I'm grateful and thankful that my grandmother's still alive. So she's the one person that we run to and be like, Yo oh, okay, we didn't like this, we didn't but like that. Like, what, it's so hard and, and then she can go and be yeah, like because she's the older exactly. uh, the 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 oldest in the family. So mm. if she speaks then there's kind of like a a tone that she has to follow. But we're also trying to find our own voices in terms of young African women to be like, yeah, ma, so this is not how we That's like a huge it that. thing.
0: And actually, is going to be doing a show on that um, at a later stage. But it is, it's incredibly hard because we're taught as, as um, African children not to be overly familiar with people who are older than us. Yes, You know, and it doesn't matter whether it's your domestic worker, whether it's your own parents, your aunts, your uncles, whether it's somebody you meet... Yes At the shop yes. We're just told If somebody's a certain age You're not overly familiar Yes But then it's hard When somebody's playing Such a, an intimate role In your life And their role is actually To enable you And to help you That yes. needs to be You know There needs to be Open communication And yeah. so often That person's older than you
1: Yeah It's difficult huh Extremely It's <laughs> so
0: going to be A really good show And that's something We're going to discuss In depth um, In the coming weeks But Who
1: do you think Should listen to The meditations? Everybody Everybody. Everybody. um the one thing I like about it is it's not like targeting a specific group of people, mm. even though it's a specific topic. Mm. Um, from your CEOs to your housewives to me just chilling here at work to um, kids in high school to um, domestic workers themselves, I think they need to listen to it because it's so. We, we live in a world, or we as humans, we always like to think, why is this happening to me? Why I? Mm. Why am I going through mm. this? And we all listen. I'm so alone. No, mm. you're not. You really you, not. <laughs> you're not that special <laughs> you know um, and to just open up those conversations because 10 to 1 there's somebody else out there who's having a problem with their domestic worker mm-hmm. who does not know how to treat them mm-hmm. there's somebody who's being racist there's somebody being rude there's somebody underpaying mm-hmm. Um, there's somebody who's like I've never had a domestic worker in my life so what are the rules and mm-hmm. how do I go about getting one so everybody awesome and I think just to expand on
0: That question, why do you think it's important to have podcasts like The Maid Sessions?
1: I'm a huge believer in conversation and I believe that conversations drive change Mm. and I think if we don't talk about something then it's not going to change at all and I think this is step one in changing the narrative and how we as South Africans see ourselves and we as South Africans value ourselves Mm. it's so sad that most of the domestic workers in South Africa are not South African Mm. A and B also that it's it's females from the townships and yeah. it's it's kind of like looked down upon. Um, I was telling a friend the other day that you know in America they're quite actually <laughs> yeah they they're very like okay with like females and strippers like yeah. you know that's they lost resorts if I if everything else fails I'll I know will become a stripper I'll become a stripper right. and I'll get money and mm. you know. Whereas in South Africa, if everything else fails, you become a domestic worker. That's
0: interesting, huh?
1: Which is so scary. And it's like, why? And I think it's so important. It's a very interesting parallel, sure. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's very, I'd like us to, to have those conversations so that we could drive change in the future. Because both things, I think, commodify like things
0: that you wouldn't normally commodify. So, yes. you know, being a stripper commodifies uh, your sexuality. Yes. Right? And being a domestic worker commodifies, and we've spoken about this a lot, your caregiving.
1: Your maternal instinct Yeah In many ways It's fascinating huh Yes it is So I think personally Those conversations If we don't have them Then people are not going to know As I said I was ignorant about the fact that You know Domestic workers actually do have ambition Mm. And they do And we never empower them Mm. So How do we pay it forward Now how do we change that Mm. And that would I would have not seen that I would have not thought of that Mm. Had these conversations not arised And had I had not been listening And been like Hold up Okay. I think I might be a problem in this. Okay. All right. So, how do I change? But yeah, it's just one of those. And it is. It's much easier to admit that you're a problem
0: if you know that you're not the only one.
1: Yeah. It right. is, yeah, I, and I think you know it's a sense of community. As I said, when I was going to high school, those taxi rides were the best mm. because I knew that there was some juice and there so was some tea to, and everything spilled. So yeah, I
0: want you to put your producer and your your kind of creative cap on because I think you've articulated very well how, from a social perspective and from a societal perspective, it's important for us to have these conversations and to kind of shed light on these these issues. Um, but How about from a creative perspective, in terms of content creation, why is it important to tap into conversations
1: like these? Um, um I'm... I'm such a huge believer In telling the South African story And I feel like this is Purely based, it's a a South African Story Mm. and I I believe that People need to tap more into that Um, We have such a beautiful Heritage and yes there are parts Of it where it's it's all It's dark and scary, apartheid is A real thing but there's also been beautiful Things that have come out of it Where we've had Nelson Mandela We've Mm. experienced such um, Luxuries of certain people dying for our freedom mm. um, we're we experiencing new money as, mm. as a lot of people uh, coin it now yeah. we're we experiencing so much that I think no one wants to tell it in, in a truly South African way yeah um, I'm black and I'm proud of it. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with saying that. It doesn't make me racist. It doesn't make me say that I hate white people. It's true, our but that story is so yes, authentic. I'm proud of it, and I feel like we just need to be able to just hone in in our in ourselves and be proud of telling those stories. That it's okay that we don't know how to speak English properly, yeah. but we know how to speak. Uh, vernacular languages fluently Mm. that's fine Mm. um i think it's it's important that also people need to have gone through something so i think that's the best way to tell a story Mm. for me personally i take taxis every day Mm. so i if i had to come up with a story
0: i'd be able to be i'd I'd be
1: truthful in what i'm representing we don't tell enough of our backstories because i
0: think when we all self-actualize and we reach our kind of goals and our aspirations on a material level. So say we all have iPhones and we all live in Hyde Park and we drive BMWs, right? Yeah. Our backstories are completely different. So those things, you know what I mean? Yeah. It might look the same at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, when I see you 10 years from now, we're both successful and our lives look similar. Right? It's, it's easy to assume that like we're, we're the same person,
1: but we're not. Yeah. And I think that's what's missing. I think we need to just embrace You know certain things. As I was saying, that you know I take taxis every day. So if Mm -hmm. I had to come up with like a story and someone was like, "How do we market this to taxi people?" It's so easy for me to tell you how people Uh, in taxis are and what they behave like because I am there. I'm there. Mm -hmm. I'm in it. And too many times we have people from outside who um, have never taken a taxi. Right. Have never been in a taxi Have never been in Joburg CBD Don't know the etiquettes of taxis And then they'll be like I think we should do a show on Mm, that mm. And now you have their perspective Of what goes down in a taxi And they lingo And what they think And it's like "Mm, no. And then we're like Yeah, uh, South African productions are bad They're horrible No, it's because the wrong person Is telling that story Mm. That's it
0: Mm. That's it So we need to own our stories First of all And second of all We need to not try To tell other people's stories
1: True we need to be proud of it. It took me, I mean, when I started working here, um, I'd buy like fat cakes and it took me like a while to get comfortable eating fat cakes around like people who don't necessarily eat it. Yeah. And now I'm just like, at a, screw it. I like this. It's cheap and I can afford it. It's delicious. <laughs> it's absolutely delicious. They want it too. And, Because now I'm confident in it and I'm okay with it. It's gone like, oh, today you bought, why don't you buy me some Mm. type of vibe? Because now I'm, 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 I'm embracing that. It's so interesting that, and when you embrace it, I think that you
0: also, you give people around you the the confidence as well. First of all, to embrace that about themselves, but also to be curious, to be confident, right? And like approach you and say, hey, what is this? And you know, like, I'm curious. I want to try it too. And I think that um you know, we often hear the story about uh kids who are, are raised by their domestic workers and yes. particularly white kids who enjoy going to the domestic worker's room and eating the food that she eats, yes. right? And that's always something that's done in secret. You know, and it's always a story people will will tell fondly when they're adults, you know yes. that that that's something they used to do and their parents didn't know.
1: But it's it's exactly what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's also just dealing with that that confidence to say, okay, I'm a black Zulu girl who likes fat cakes. I also mm. like, I'm a keep keep. Mm. I like this, I like that, and we might paint it as, oh, this is what black people eat. But best believe, I can also tell you, I like sushi. Exactly. I like this. Right. I like that. Right. I like oysters. Mm-hmm. I one like, or the other. you know. Yeah. So you can't exactly paint me in one brush and be like, yeah, you just eat fat cakes. Yeah. Um, I eat a, a variety of things, and if I like it, and if it's you know it's delicious. Then I'll eat it. Yeah. Um. And, but it's important to be comfortable in the fact that if I eat tripe, then I can also eat sushi.
0: But also, if and, and for me, this is such an important thing. If we carry certain things with shame, mm-hmm. then other people respond to that. You know, that's what they read into whatever it is that we're we're carrying with shame, and it becomes kind of this chicken and egg scenario that creates stigma. You know, and you're you know, you're complicit in creating that stigma. Um, if you're, if you're ashamed to begin with, you know, whereas if you bring out your boiled egg, I mean, we're all ashamed of boiled eggs, but you know, <laughs> we all eat boiled eggs. So yeah. it's like one of those really daft things, but I suppose we're like, you know, it's, you don't want to be the person who's causing the smile in the room or the stink in the room. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, I think there's something in not hiding that also gives other people the space
1: to, to inquire. Yes. Which is very cool. It, it, it's it it's been fun it's been so fun because i understand i also understand like for years and centuries you know we've kind of as black people have been told oh oh this oh that oh oh. and now we're learning to find a voice and i think it's the best time to be alive because i'm being part of that change you mm. know i'm being part of that when i bring something to work or eat something um People will be like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, this is this. This And and you get to educate other people. And you get to be like, yeah. And and as I look at it, you're like, yeah. So it might be two or three people that have been educated about this. But that two or three white people are going to educate other people. And it's Mm going to have a ripple effect. It's awesome.
0: This is such a cool analogy, actually. Because I want to ask you why you think um, demographics such as domestic workers are largely untapped by content creators. And what I have found is a lot of people are... Scared of the space. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do and it, it goes both ways in terms of stigma. I think domestic workers are ashamed. And then I think people are ashamed of the way they treat domestic workers. But it creates an awkwardness around the space where people are afraid to approach. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of like the
1: boiled egg scenario. Yes. Um I think one thing um to add on that is we as people uh we, we 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 don't like the truth you know and we want to always escape that's why we love social media mm. you know it's a form of escaping from your current problems see somebody else with the yacht and be like one day you know yeah sure um so when you have conversations like, or platforms like Made Sessions where people are having those conversations, those uncomfortable conversations, mm-hmm. you know, it, it makes them like, oh my gosh, question who they are and, and were they brought up right? You know, why do they do this? Why don't they do this? Mm-hmm. And I think it's also one where people, I think they have the stigma or they think that, oh, but uh, domestic workers, what do they bring to the mm. table? They bring nothing to the table. Mm. Are they going to support and buy the shoe? No. So why mm. do I need to even market them? Or market to them? Mm. You know, there's this perception that, um, you know, they, they don't bring anything of value except be able to take care of my child. Which is something of massive value, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think people look at it from an economic perspective. Perspective I'm Mm. like uh, Why should I try Sell the soap To a domestic Mm. worker When I can sell it To the employer Who Mm. has the money Who earns 15,000 Or above Or whatever Mm. And you miss the, The whole point That if Sis Miriam is like Yo I don't like the soap Exactly Best believe they're not gonna buy that soap.
0: Precisely.
1: So who do you need to be marketing to? Who do you need to be talking sure, to? Sure. It is that lady that uses the product every day, but we don't want to have those conversations. And we don't want to admit that. It's the same thing. Like when you see ads where people are dancing around when they, girls are having their period. That we don't. No, no, no one's dancing. No one's. Da- so it's the same thing. Like why aren't you talking to females but about you- what happens when you have your period? It's the same thing. Why do
0: you think we do this kind of superficial appraisal of people? Do you think it's because we're afraid to like really get in there because of a fear of the unknown?
1: Uh yes. But I, I think we're also scared to be like, okay, this. I think for for the longest of time, mm. um, we've always painted ourselves, of, oh, me as a black person. This is what we do. This is who we are. And as the years have kind of gone by, in 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 freedom and democracy, we realised there's been a change. You've black kids that have grown up in the suburb yeah. and therefore they can't relate to township life. Sure. Um they've maybe had a got there once or twice and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um then you've had kids that have only experienced gasy life and they you know fede fede sure sure. <laughs> so and then you have people that have grown up in the rural area. Mm-hmm. So that's a different demographic altogether. <laughs> yeah. So we we now are filling up different spaces mm. which in be- before we didn't we all were all in the so township that's confusing for oh, marketers and yeah so they're like oh but you're still black so mm. they still have that mentality that oh because you're black you you still behave that way yeah. no darling i've mm. moved on we've moved yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know we, we can talk english <laughs> we can talk you know we can have tea and <laughs> i'm just but you know, there's 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 somebody else out there who thinks like me, who mm. acts like me, but does not speak English. Mm. She'll speak fluent Zulu, mm. but people forget that, and people mm. are like, "Ah, oh, yeah, you guys are all the same." Therefore, this we're very works.
0: superficial about what diversity is, huh?
1: Yes, we are, uh, and and it's I I think it's a South African problem because even the way we describe ourselves, yes, I am. Uh, South African And I'll be traveling Africa Boo you are in Africa Dude Dude <laughs> You are in Africa I was that guy for a long time You know what I mean So we always Paint house Like we We like to think that I Am different mm. And then everybody else Is the same Sorry, <laughs> 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 so ridiculous Which is sad It's oh. so sad Cause you're like How can you alone Be different How are you then Where want? did you come from And then you know everybody I mean? else Is the same Like Wait, hold up. And how we just, we put ourselves up there. Like, oh, yes, I live in South Africa. Not Africa. South Africa. <laughs> Darling, bye. Okay. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> but I think it's it's just that where We ourselves, as South Africans, we, we just have so many double standards. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So true.
0: Okay. So what other powerful voices then do you think are underrepresented in our entertainment and media?
1: Oh, um, the first one that comes to mind is plus size. I'm a plus size girl. Yes, girl. girl. Yes. (laughs) Parich. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big girl. I'm a plus size girl. And growing up, I was fairly active. I played several sports. I did a lot of cultural things. Um, Mind you, you look sporty. (laughs) Like you
0: have a lot of energy. So I think this is a fallacy, you know, this idea that plus size women are
1: not energetic. Yeah. Um, but I was always a bit thick, you know, mm. so I was just like, uh, okay, this is it. This is, you know what? Um, and then you watch TV and you read books and you see and you're like, but no one looks like me. Mind you, so many of our mothers
0: and aunts who do hard labor, you know, you talk about domestic workers. You go to rural areas, Ooh, right? Yeah.
1: Yo. <laughs> Those women are plus size, but they are athletes. They yes, are there. They can walk and walk <laughs> and walk and walk uphill, da, down slopes. And I'm just like, wow. Um, So for me, it's like, I, I always feel like I never saw females that looked like me. And right. when I did, they... As you said, they looked tired. They looked... I was just like, oh, no. It was such a negative connotation Mm. behind being class size. Mm. And I was just like, what's wrong with me then? Like, Mm. if this is such a negative thing, why am I this Mm. girl who's big? And you know what? And eventually, I was like, screw it. uh, They're talking rubbish. And I want to change that. So I think number one plus size, um, even though we live in a country. that' definitely
0: something we need to talk about more because it's again that stigma, that shame issue where a lot of Women then become ashamed of how they look and they yes. create this awkward vibe, right? Yes. Around themselves where people, even men, for instance, or marketers, for
1: instance, are afraid to talk to them. Yes. And, you know, it's so funny. Um, I did a speech that said Cosmo thinks I'm fat. Mm. And in that I stated that. We live in a country where majority of girls are a size thirty six and above right. that means most girls are thick and they mm. plus size yet. You walk into the mall and all you find is things for a size eight what's wrong something mm. something is wrong mm. like why 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 aren't we selling clothes for people that actually live in this country and
0: and it's a huge market like you're saying, but nobody wants to talk
1: about it' yes. like why does no one want it to and we're all complicit, yes, we are. Um, so that's number one. And number two, the diversity in language. Mm. Growing up, uh, back in the day before we had uh, DSTV and we had only the free channels, Friday nights were lit. You would watch a show, um, in, in, and these, not even, it was shows that, um, were in vernacular languages, so in Sotho, Zulu, whatever, and we would like eat that up, you mm. know, and we'd know that you know, um, this show is playing at this time. And that right. and now it's kind of it's gone. You you hardly find any shows where Do you feel like it's, like it's all English. Yes, yeah, and you know, I I don't speak I'm um, Zulu. I don't speak fluent Zulu, but I'd love to watch more shows that talk and and represent. Me as a young Zulu girl. And I think the best
0: shows are actually multilingual. And I kind of love that about shows like, you know, Generations. I, I don't know. I haven't watched in ages. But when, back when it was good, yes. you know, people used to speak different languages yes. to yes. one another.
1: And then there were subtitles. Yes. Um, so I think, you know, we're missing that. I mean, currently at the moment, I, I feel like, okay, we only have this by, okay, yeah. sharp.
0: That's and that's great. just
1: Zulu just, for the most part, yes, you know what that, I'm saying? That doesn't represent the other 10 mm. official languages that we have. And it's easy to, I mean, there's there's soapies that have been on for years and years that we can say, oh, but this takes, but it's only one. Why do we only have one? Whereas you turn on the corridor and there are thousands and thousands of series um in English, you know, why can't we have like a whole channel dedicated to Siswadi and uh, Zulu and that? Like we'll have one show that represents people. No, bye. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, that's so
0: important. But I think, again, it's also because English is so aspirational. And this is what we've been taught.
1: <sighs> ah, yeah. You know, I, I remember when I was in, uh, not even primary, um, pre-primary. And I remember that I used to speak Isisulu uh, at home. And then my report card came back and the English teacher read that she was concerned about my English uh, and my ability to speak English. So at home, they then stopped speaking English, uh, Zulu, and we started speaking For English, real? right, so that my English oh, could wow. improve. And best believe it did, cause girl. You, you speak so well. I speak well, and I started reading more. <laughs> I started reading more, and I, you know, I started watching more TV, consuming more TV to be able to, right? Because my grand was worried that that's she, so sad. My, my child wouldn't be able to speak English. What has happened is that over the years, I've now forgotten how to speak my own yeah. African language. And it's so were. sad because now I'm twenty two and I can have a conversation with someone but it's like it's broken Zulu. Mm. Whereas No, now I feel that way is closer. It's actually <laughs> You know, it's broken and I was my friends and I were having this conversation that you know, there was a time where I used to think in Zulu mm. and translate in English. Mm. Now I think in English mm. and then translate I mean, everything I was around
0: three or four when I started like Preschool I couldn't speak English, right? And my yeah. brother, who's six years older than me, was kind of maybe, I don't know, kind of mid primary school. So mm-hmm. he'd already learned English. And I remember I used to like make up words because I wanted so badly to be able to communicate the way that he did. Because it was made this really aspirational yes. thing. And the other thing that we do is we equate it to intelligence, right? Yes, we Which did. is a Huge problem, and it's something we all do by mistake. Mm-hmm. It's really hard not to. You know, we don't do it with French people who speak broken English. We don't yeah. do it with German people who speak broken English. But if you're African okay. and you speak broken English, oh we... exactly, oh dom.
1: And I think straight up, yes. So I think I've now had to. I learned that I've had to now say, okay, I'd like to speak Zulu at home again, which is a bit weird and awkward but we try you know we we try to keep it and my grandmother is a lady who can speak four or five different languages and i'm like why didn't you ever teach me these languages let me just tell
0: you no it's such a problem that and i'm gonna come out and be honest about this it's such a problem for me that the other day (laughs) like i don't speak to my gran on the phone that much anymore and actually, I have this dread when I go and visit her and I love, you know, I love going to her village. I love spending time in that environment. You know, there's so much about it that's so rewarding to me. So, you know, there's something very sentimental about that lifestyle because we grew up visiting my grandmother a lot. But the more I learned to speak English and the more it kind of diluted my cluster, made it very difficult for me to go there and be confident and whenever my grandmother calls, and I think she started to get the sense that I don't want to build a relationship with her mm-hmm. and that there's something wrong, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I think I'm better than her. or I'm not yes. interested in her anymore. And I think sometimes my family thinks the same thing, but it's actually just because of the communication challenges. It's yeah. actually just because when I speak to her on the phone, it's very, very difficult for me to express myself like I used to. And so it creates, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and now that's affecting like, my
1: relationship with yes. my qu- well, I mean that's crazy it, it it's so crazy it's it's weird so i think we we just need to and i think the solution to that is just to see more um content that is in vernacular that's it you know I, I don't mind, you know, people can consume hours and hours of television, but I promise you, they would be able, they would consume the same amount of TV Mm -hmm. if there was something that spoke to them directly. Mm -hmm. I've, I've seen that people, people don't mind spending money, they don't mind spending their time, they don't mind giving up something they love, um, for something that is worthwhile and something that speaks to them. Mm. And, you know, we have these jokes. I, I remember growing up that, oh, Qasa women mm. are this. Mm. And Zulu women are this. And this is like Qasa women and Zulu woman. It, it's it's it, we laugh about it, but I miss those jokes yeah, that my that grandfather and my grandmother would tell me because then you'd understand when you meet another person, when you go somewhere, and you travel, you're like, oh I'm Zulu, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. and there's things that you guys relate on. I mean, I've the teachings that my grandmother taught me; they are very uh, they traditionally based, so mm-hmm. I can tell you that okay, when this happens, this one means when this goes, but. I only articulated in English. So best believe when I go to an Italian... And it takes away so much from yes. what I said, right? Now I'm going to be like, Ish, yeah, I know what this means, but now I'm speaking English. No, child. It's, it's, no. It takes away everything. No. So I, I think those are the two things, I think, that have really touched my life. But that's
0: the thing that people don't understand. It's not just a
1: language thing. It is thinning our, our culture, culture and yes. our interactions. Yes, it is. Um, I would... I, so I, I'm Christian, mm. so there's certain traditional, uh, practices that I don't practice anymore because of my Christianity. Mm. But I do know of them. Right. And it's been so sad to see things how they've kind of been diluted. Mm. Like something as simple as ilobol. Mm. I love that. I, I, when I get married one day, best believe mm. he's gonna pay sure. ilobol. Yes, sir. I believe in that. um. And then now the conversations that you buying a woman and in in no it's mm. not you you it's not an exchange I'm not selling myself to you I'm not no but also you
0: can't apply Western ideology to African but ideology. that's what's going
1: on that's why we are having those com- uh, conversations where yeah you you've been you can't unpack then, it and, in and, the same and, way and, and now this man owns you No, he doesn't own you if mm. he puts his hands on you you have every right to leave that mm. man and, it's very and, difficult and and people don't understand why that was even started because we have so many other people in our ears telling us that oh why 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 is that going and they're on they're trying to translate our stories why? where it's
0: actually a different kind of thinking yes, do you know what i'm is. saying so that's it is, really is
1: sad so yeah i think if we we just need to just go back to who we are and just telling our story own, I think the one thing is we tell so many South Africans own ownership, ownership, ownership. Get the land back, but we don't ever tell them to own, own who their they stories. own their stories. Because that is such yes. an important property, right? Sure. Yes, like own you. Your narrative yes. is the most important thing you yes. have. Yes, you don't need to. There's no. You don't need Dude. to try Woo. be somebody else. You Girl. just need to own you. And I promise. There's something, you know, there's a reason why we fall in love with people that are themselves. Mm, You know, that's really powerful. There's a reason why.
0: Mm, I told you school
1: (laughs) is in, guys. School is in. So speaking
0: more about these untold stories and owning our narratives um, and how actually so many of these stories are just authentic South African conversations that happen on a daily basis. What are some of the other stories you think are untold? Where are some of the other places you'd kind of like to be a flyer? on the wall
1: oh um schools yeah (laughs) me too (laughs) school 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 i remember my mind as a teenager i thought i knew it all um and so when everybody some when somebody would say you know you're gonna get over this i'm like no my life is over (laughs) so dramatic like you break Everything oh, he, was the end of the world. <laughs> like he kissed another girl. Oh like oh I don't have like everybody's wearing like this brand of shoes and I don't have it. It was mm. so dramatic. And mm. I I'd love to just go back to um different kinds of schools. So mm. I was afforded the the chance to go to a middle seat yeah, middle middle class mm. well, whatever they call it. Model C model C like. yes mm. <laughs> school. That yes. Um and I'd just like to have those conversations that go on with um Me too, dude. With teachers and and kids, I think that would be epic. Me too, dude. Um, Because you know what that will tell us? So much about where our country is going. Yes. Um, and also, how can we change the school system? Mm. Yes, I see fees must fall, but that's a varsity tertiary yeah. level. And that's a different struggle all on mm. its own. We need to go back to the fact of what's going on in high schools. Why are we saying it's 30%? Why are we saying the pass rate should be 30%, number yeah. one? Um, why why are we getting to that point where we are just lowering the marks so that kids can pass? Um, what is it about is it the teachers? Is it the school? Why do we study you know, why do we have to all study mathematics? You know, yeah. I still question that. Like um uh, I I've never used what algebra there in my life. Dude, and I did fine. Like, <laughs> like
0: I I did so badly in metric math, and I was on standard grade. I did badly. Like they even lowered the standard
1: for me, and still I did badly. You know what? I think I'm okay. Yeah. Um. Why? And and also opening up the conversation as, like in high school. Well, not even high school. Both primary and high school, where we as black kids weren't allowed to speak vernacular languages. There we go. Um. And and one thing I, I remember having, we were my friends and I were so frustrated. We're like, I'm Zulu, you Kasa, you you Sutu, you Tswana, and yet I I know how to communicate with somebody who's not Zulu. Mm. I did not learn that at home. Mm. I took that responsibility on to say, hey, I'm Zulu. Mm. I speak Zulu but you are Khosa so sure. what does this word mean so sure. that next time you say it I know what it means sure. so also taking that responsibility to say I want to learn it's
0: like proper nation building yes
1: right? um I want to learn why is it you know why does it come across that white people don't want to learn our language yeah. I don't mind like honestly I don't mind teaching you Zulu I don't mm. mind us talking in Zulu in fact it would be great S- I remember conversations where my friends and I would say something in Zulu. Everybody gets it except the one Indian chick. And we're like, damn, now we need to translate. <laughs> and it ruins the, the ha- joke. Like, but <laughs> what the, and you know, you're not even... Re- you're like, what the... H- how do I translate this? How do you even begin? In- I mean, but it's well, worth it. And and you're like, but girl... This, this, you, you, but you would try and it's worth it. You know, and so it, and it it got to a point by us doing that she learned a couple of words where mm. we are like okay now you know ah mm. skisa mm. and 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 having that conversation i think that would be great
0: dude but also just you know teaching like you were saying earlier on so powerful just teaching kids from a young age to own their narratives to yes. own their stories
1: yeah and it's okay um you know and and just also learning different things about different people um i think i so my background was it's full of color because a i took the 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 decision to say whichever high school i go to wherever i go i'm going to make the best of it Mm. um and then going and living in the suburbs where you know i i live in the burbs i take taxis i go to this high school, which is it has a reputation, but then also say, I'm going to make sure that I grab those opportunities. So, also mm. teaching young people that you could be in a township right now and you can still make it work for you. Mm. You ca- don't just see your environment as the be it or end it mm. of, of everything because, but also
0: don't believe the stories that you're told about yourself and your
1: situation. Yes, and I think we need to, we, we can't wait until someone has matriculated to tell this them is, this is that you have a future. Oh you need to tell my. them. At, at grade eight, at grade nine, um, I was I was so blessed in, uh, to have my sister take me to a place where, you know, I did some um, oh, test thingies to see which um career I should go for. Yes, right, 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 right. that mm. and that was such, it was it was such eye opening because my grandma was like, you're gonna be an engineer. Mm. And then I did that test and they're like, yeah, you're quite creative. So you should go with the more creative careers. And then my grandma's like, okay, this is who you are. So let's, let's, let's build on that. So how can you generate wealth from that? How can you make money from you being creative? And that opened that conversation. And I think young people need to also take the time to, t- Discover who Dude. are you. What do you want to? Do? You can make money doing anything. You can make money from selling a painting. You can make money speaking. You if can you make you allow money. your mind to go yes. there, and you stop believing what you're told about yes. who you are and where you are in life. But too many times, wanna. I mean, I was in high school, and there was a time where I was like, I'm gonna be a charts and accountant because mm. a, there's a shortage, mm. and b, I'm black and mm. I'm female, so I know I'm gonna get that job. And then, mm. but I hated like. Yeah. Numbers. I was just like, this doesn't yeah, make me. But that's happy. a narrative that we're sold is that the, here are where the
0: opportunities to, are for yes. black women. And so that's where black women are, Yes. Go, right?
1: And, 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 and I think if we, we need to go into the schools before they matriculate, guys, it is too late to go to a school when, when they're in matric and be like, these are the career ap- options you have. No, you need to tell them when they grade eight, grade nine, grade 10, um, when it's still like, okay, what am I doing with my life? Because also too many young people, who Are 16 don't know what they want to do. You, you I'm not saying have a five year plan, but tell yeah, me, but then they uh, tell me what at least. Oh, you want to be like Oprah? You want to be like sure. this? You want to be like that? They're like, I don't know, I'll see when I get there. And, it's and then like, it's so no. easy for them
0: to fall into kind of pre packaged, yes. careers yes. and life paths,
1: yes, and it's like it's scary because and then. And then you see how, like, the, the narrative's like, oh, now he's 18, can't get a job, he doesn't know what to do with his life, and how he's chilling at the street corner and how that narrative is going down and how, like, everybody, every black person is just chilling and they don't care about their future. It's like, they actually do. No one's giving them the, the time or the attention to say, hey, what do you want to do? I'm Dude, listening to you right now. This is your time. Tell me and not judge them. If you want to be a rapper, cool. Too many times people have been told. Those are the biggest
0: monopolies, huh? Yeah. Yo, is is actually people's stories. It's not, you know, like land is one thing. And I, I love that you made that parallel. Yeah, but if, like, if we're thinking about imperialism and, and monopoly, the biggest issue we have is with our our narratives and our stories. Yeah. And who we're told we are. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is amazing. That I mean that there needs to be a TRC just for that.
1: Yeah. That
0: is incredible. I love that. Um (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) I'm just like so overwhelmed by um how powerful that is. Uh so why then do you think do you think that podcasting is the most powerful way to address these things? And if so, then why
1: um I th- yes, mm-hmm. yes, um, but I also think a podcast on its own mm. no, like I think it needs to be packaged mm. with how people consume things every day, so yes, I listen to podcasts, um but a good podcast will get me to come back at work and be like, Yo, guys, <laughs> did you listen to this? Yeah. And then that conversation and then we start drawing is on other things. Podcasting
0: as a medium so powerful in a society like South Africa with an audience like South Africans.
1: Well, I mean we okay so, and our
0: media she, landscape.
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, to to actually use what cliff central stands for it's uncensored mm. it's unscripted um it's unradio um it's changing the way people do things mm. you know before i used to get into the car put my headsets in and you listen to somebody speak for five minutes mm. or less than five minutes and then play songs for 25 minutes mm. so even whatever conversation that was being had it's kind of lost because they've been playing songs for 25 minutes mm. whereas with the podcast those are Conversations that are not Five minutes mm. there are 45 minutes mm. An hour Three hours And there's room For more variety right Yes And you get to And you also get to Hear different voices So we could have Easily started off Like so Our conversation Started mm. off one way mm. But because we've given ourselves time to yeah. talk and dissect different things, it's gone a different way. And it's also made me say, Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. all right. And hopefully other people, when they listen to it, it also changes the way wherever they are. They're like, Oh, I never thought of it like that. Oh, that was so do you, Oh Do yeah. you
0: think uh, digital media and podcasting in particular, in a sense can be like the, the democracy <laughs> <laughs> of our our media landscape you know if we talk about stories being monopolized yes i think something like podcasting can help to, to 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 democratize storytelling
1: yes um purely based on the fact that it's you have a white canvas in front of you and you can do whatever you want mm. you can tell whatever story you want um if you want to talk about relationships you mm. can get into that mm. and dissect relationships what makes it successful if you want to talk about business you can get into it you yeah. can talk about the ugly the beautiful the nice the the profit the non-profit the mm. losses the shocks out there but it allows you to have that conversation or a chance of having that conversation, and anyone can do it, right? Yes, as long as you kind of know what you're talking about. Sure, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, I've I've listened to podcasts where people people think that yeah, because. Uh, I've had other people do it because they make it mm. sound easy that I can do it as well. And then you listen, you're like, no child. <laughs> no, but also you'll know no. that very
0: quickly because people won't respond to you, right? Yeah. Or people will, will make comments. You know what I mean? Like you have more access, I think, to, to your listenership.
1: Yeah. And, um. Even if it's just crickets, you yeah. know, then you know it's just crickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I think you, you, you get feedback, but you're also in somebody's ear for like 45 minutes. So you have to up your game, girl. Yeah, you are in legit... Somebody's ears for 45 minutes, you are in their lives for 45 mm. minutes. They're so listening you've... to you and they're giving you their time. And it just forces you to not just be like, yeah, I have a mic, so I'm going to see sure. whatever which garbage. Is a lot,
0: yeah, which is what happens out a there. lot in bro- in, bro- in traditional broadcasting yes, in traditional, and television.
1: Yes, because... Mm. um. Similar to, you know, sex sales in the mm. entertainment industry, a lot of rubbish mm. or whatever's trending sells as well in the typical broadcasting um space. And they they don't want to have those, you know, uncomfortable conversations. We would rather see what's trending on Twitter and be like, yeah, let's talk about that and add our two cents mm. and read everybody's tweets than for them to be like, you know… This is what's going on. What what's your take on it? What what do you think? Do you think it's right? No, mm. yes. Um, they're very scared to do that and it's it's so sad.
0: You spoke about the difference between a good and a bad podcast and how easy it is to think you're a good podcast but actually yeah. not be. Yes. Um <laughs> so you know, being a producer and being exposed to the content that you are in Cliff Central and the different shows. What would be your advice for people to for for content
1: pioneers to get ahead in, in podcasting? I would, if you want to do a podcast, mm. listen to other podcasts. Mm. Number one. Sure. Before you even are like, yeah, I want to get the mic. It's so important for you to hear what's out there. Mm. um, To hear how people have tackled a certain issue. And if you want to talk about relationships, listen to relationship podcasts. Sure. Don't go now listening to criminal podcasts. Mm. That's not going to help you. Mm. um, Because... You, you kind of are going along the lines of what people are really producing. And you also need to just bring your flair to it. Um, the one thing about doing a podcast is that you need to know your ish. You, yeah. you need to know what you stand by. And uh, and you need to ensure that you are able to uh, not just come across as some ignorant person, yeah, but someone who's educated and well-versed. But still be entertaining, um, like you. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, and I think that's so important. You need to find your story and your narrative and how you want to tackle it. As I said, if you want to talk about relationships, what what are you going to talk? Mm. What do you bring to the table? Um, and also just ensuring that you are well versed in that. Mm. Um, there was a podcast that I listened to like last year, uh, which is it's it's the it just cracks me up. It was mm. about a guy who uh, he 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 wanted to talk about health, but mm. he was not a doctor. <laughs> and it's Interesting. okay. I mean, it's okay. You can you can talk about health and not be a doctor if you bring the right people in. Yeah. And and, and if we, you don't take a scientific approach, it depends. Yeah, you know. true. And we thought, okay, this guy's you know when we we start listening, so we're like, he's not a doctor, but hey, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe mm. he's gonna tell us about other things and bring doctor friends and ask the questions. And he he got it so wrong. <laughs> he 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 didn't even get the uh, term such as uh CPR right. Mm-hmm. He was like CPU. Mm-hmm. He was like CPU. What? <laughs> no. And and are you sure he wasn't a comic? <laughs> no, he was not. <laughs> he was legit talking about health, but because he didn't know anything about it, he just. It was funny, but not in a good way. So we're like, I'm never listening to this guy ever again. So it's important for you to just uh, be educated on whatever subject you're tackling, whatever you're going to talk about. If you're going to talk about breakups, Google breakup. Get people that have been in breakups Mm. to talk about these stories. And also uh, be mindful that sometimes you might think, you're going to bring a guest and that guest is not the most well-spoken person. Yeah. You also need to think about the listeners who's listening to your podcast that it's important for them to be entertained. Like if I came, and I spoke like Ish, this. Girl, you would have been
0: done by now. I sure. <laughs> um,
1: it's okay for you to cut me and be mm. like, you know, thank you so much mm. after one question. And I think people listeners are scared. Listeners first. Yes. It's the hardest
0: thing yeah, to if get right as a host. But But listeners first Yeah,
1: like even if it's your mom and she's not bringing it (laughs) You need to just cut it Oh my
0: god Okay, and then uh, (laughs) finally (laughs) Finally um, Speaking of things we could do better What would you like to hear more of on the maid sessions?
1: (sighs) Oh, guys Um i think i th- i th- I think I'd like to get more um people that are just I think you're everyday South Africans yeah um who have an interesting story to find and I know it's it's kind of broad what I'm saying, mm. but I think there's so many South like you know I'm the one South African who didn't have a helper um <laughs> no, <laughs> you know might be. you know but like getting somebody else uh who has like stories to, to share, yeah. you know, and some, you know, most of the times, I know this is putting like a, um, a down on it. We, we see domestic workers in this positive light, mm. but I think it would also, it would be so cool to also hear some of the negative things that have, that they've done you know mm. um it i think it would be so intriguing you know to, to humanize them yeah you know like so many times we're like yeah and the owner and the, the worker she did this to her and the, and we're like no, how do we... because i think there are two ways to humanize somebody yeah. right it's
0: about highlighting the positive things about their humanity but also then highlighting
1: the, their the, faults yes, as well you know you know and and so I think maybe, I think we always put this pedestal that, yeah, you know, demit uh, workers, they can do no wrong. And mm, it's like they've done so, you know, um, they, they have done wrong <laughs> No, to, We all have. We're human yes, beings. Yes. And we just, but
0: need I a think we're trying to counter the story. Yes. Right. That's often told by people to one another. Maybe not. Publicly, but, you know, behind closed doors. Yeah. All you hear is the negative and the negative and the negative and the negative. Yeah.
1: But I think we also need to put that on blast because Mm. um, I for one did not have a a domestic waiver. So I'm just like I'm always intrigued to listen to to stories and be like, Oh Gandhi this week. Oh sure. they actually really do that. This is not just sure. myth. This is not Fear. a uh a, a, a him him as <laughs> as Fear. people would say. This is actually legit true. So Okay. Yeah. No, we're all about keeping
0: it real and we'll definitely take that on board um i think that makes sense and it's always a question of how you do it but you know i think i think that makes a lot of sense I have thoroughly enjoyed having you here. You're the bomb dot <laughs> com. I Dude, try. No, I try. you don't try, you succeed. Um and you're one of those people who's definitely like far too modest, but I think <laughs> I think it's a good quality because you don't see it coming. <laughs> yeah, whoa. <laughs>
1: um um
0: yeah. you've been such a delight, such a treat. Thank you. Uh so thank you for,
1: for joining me. Any last words? Uh, you guys can do this. Follow me on Twitter, and like Twitter, and yeah. Awesome <laughs> <Arse and> sauce. <laughs> uh,
0: thank you for joining us uh, on the main Sessions at CliffCentral dot com. Do continue to join us. Hopefully, this has provided kind of the the fresh perspective that I had hoped. Um, yeah, and keep listening to us. Uh, love you guys.
1: Bye. <laughs> Cliff Central, the revolution.
0: I've got
1: something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.